0: Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle. I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode six. Blabber, blabber, blabber. <laughs> First of all, before I explain, um, I wanna thank everybody who's been tuning in from Georgia, Minnesota, Washington, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Yes, and my faithful French Connection. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to um, to listen to share your sparkle. So welcome to episode six. Blabber, blabber, blabber. So typically, people think of the word blabber, and in one sense, the definition is you know, somebody talking a bunch of nonsense or trying to talk. And it just seems like nonsense. Um, And we use that word a lot with babies. But over the summer, so let me give you a different context. Over the summer, my brother and his wife and six-month-old, first grader and fourth grader and Great Dane and other dog that was supposed to be a Great Dane but isn't. (laughs) <laughs> no, I love those dogs. They're really mine, actually. I want to steal them. Came to visit, and the great Dane Lucky oh, man, that boy can slobber, like seriously slobber all over the place. And of course, the baby was slobbering all over the place. In regards to the dog, at one time, the dog went up to my dad and had slobber all over the place. And now, some of you have met my dad through Joe's Gems, but he said, get away, get away with your blabber. What? So he called the slobber blabber. So every time we saw whether Lucky or the baby slobbering, we would be like, stop blabbering. Okay. it's It was actually really funny. I guess you had to be there, but... I'm actually going to, um, we use that term, I used it just today when my brother was talking to me on the phone, and I'm like, all I heard was blabber, 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 blabber. <laughs> the good thing is, we don't take it personally. So enjoy. To whoever's listening out in um, France, I and for listeners in the United States, we will travel someday again, and I have said this before. Um, you do have to get out to Paris if you get a chance. And you know how I'm that person who did, you know, 21 of the top 21 of 2020. Well, I'm that person that like building up to the trip a couple months uh, before we went out there. I was like, I don't want to see the Mona Lisa. I don't want to see the Mona Lisa. Everyone goes and they see the Mona Lisa. I don't want to see the Mona Lisa. Now, mind you, I did want to go to the Louvre. It's it's this world renowned museum of art from the ages. I mean, this, the place is amazing. I think there's a story about one guy, or a person, I don't know if it was a guy who went every day to the museum to see the different pieces. And it took, I think years, I think it took two years, I could be wrong. So someone um, fact check me on that. But it's, an amazing place to go visit even if you're not an quote-unquote art person um so get to the Louvre go in into the museum and once we get into the museum I'm like I want to see the Mona Lisa (laughs) who does that me I do that um finally talk to a guard figure out where the Mona Lisa is and then The amazing thing about it, now the painting itself is probably the size of a a cereal box, just so you know. Tons of people looking at the Mona Lisa taking pictures, but was more spectacular, was opposite it, a painting uh, about the wedding at Cana, which is like the first miracle uh, when Jesus changed the water to wine. And it was like stories high. I don't know what the dimensions were, but it's like humongous and I thought that was more spectacular than the Mona Lisa, but so I'm blabbering, but that's the point of this episode, blabber, blabber, blabber. Um, The other day, my niece came and um, she's 12, where I record, it's in um, what we call the office. So it's, it's like the sunroom of a house and it's overlooking like where the ponies are and three quarters of it it's windows. So you, you know, you get to see all the trees and the birds and a quarter of it is 1950s wood paneling because my dad, even though this house is three years old, has to put something old in it. Um, and she came in here one day while I was, you know, checking my email and she's like, well, life is, is pretty easy for you right now. All you do is sit here and, and talk to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess how you could See or think that, but I am I am doing a lot more than that, you know. Um, I am a doctor of education. I just launched my own educational consulting business. Obviously, it's brand new, so it's a little slow right now. But it, things are picking up, and I trust that um that will uh, gain some more momentum. And but from a thirteen year old perspective, I'm pretty much sitting somewhere in an office. Or you know the sunroom and just talking to myself, and I I guess that's I guess that's what I'm doing right. Um, but at least I have some people listening, right? You're listening, so thank you for tuning in. So speaking of education. Um, If you're interested, please go to DrBerrios.com, spell out doctor, and then my last name, B-E-R-R-I-O-S.com. I I do a YouTube segment for that site where I just offer some information, and I also talk about educational issues. And one of the things that came to mind yesterday was... um, like where are you putting your energy? And and just in life, I think that's just a good question to ask, like where are you putting your energy? You know, is it feeding you or is it draining you? In regards to the educational system, those of you who are teachers or have children um or anybody, I mean, raise your hand if you've ever taken a standardized test before. See? Okay, whether to get into college or uh, private school or law school, Um, even if you're trying to get additional credentials, you might have to take a standardized test, you know, so you can add some of these initials at the end of your name. Bloody har har. And I truly think one of the things that we need to do in education is to get rid of standardized testing. Some people might think that's a radical idea, but not so radical. I mean, in the past couple years, a lot of the top name schools are getting rid of standardized tests as part of of their admissions process. Recently, you know, I've been in an urban charter school and an independent school in the same city, and I was, I, I got to see the private and public disparity. Um, and at my former school in the past couple of years, there was a conversation about getting rid of grades. I mean, if that conversation were to happen in the urban charter school, there would be no way that they would let them get away with that. But about standardized testing, you know, like, oh, you got to test people. You got to judge how they are and where they are compared to everybody else. Let me tell you something, people. What do those tests show over and over and over and over and over again? There's a gap between higher income families and lower income families. There's a gap between the races. There's a gap between students who receive special education and those who don't receive special education. There's a gap between ELL students and students that aren't ELL. That is consistently shown over and over and over and over and over again. And guess who's benefiting from all of these standardized tests? The people who make the test. I mean, it's a multi-million dollar industry. Think about that for a second. The schools don't benefit. The kids don't benefit. And you're like, yeah, but they get to see where they are. People, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Why don't we take the money and use that for something else? Put that into some other resource, not only the money, the time that it takes to like prep students for the test oh you're not supposed to prep the kids for the test oh come on people you know if your school's being judged that you're doing something you're giving your kids some test taking strategies to help them get ready for the test even though oh you're supposed to just take the test and think it just you know the kids aren't supposed to get prepped for it come on Somebody taking the SAT doesn't study or try to study before the test. So that's my two cents. Take that money back, put it into where you actually need it for schools, not into something that basically just shows you the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, people think about, does that make any sense? And you're like, how are we gonna judge people? You know what? Life is short. <laughs> Life is short. I think you could figure it out. Do some sort of portfolio system. I don't know. Use your own whatever district grade level um, or district grading system. But we need to know if an A in California is the same as an A in Connecticut. You'll never, you'll never know that. Just, I'm just gonna tell you right now, you will never know that. So stop trying. <laughs> you just won't. You, you you won't. Yes, we can. We can figure that out. No, you won't. Take that money, use it for something else. All right, people. Standardized testing. Thumbs down. Another another reason why is I mean you have kids with so many different experiences. And honestly, if you hood up if you if you grew up in an inner city, um with not a lot of access to different experiences or in an in an area you know that's not with a lot of resources what happens is it doesn't really test your knowledge of things content wise it tests your knowledge of how much you have access to this young boy once in 5th grade I was reading, we were reading a passage during um, reading workshop. And one of the questions had to do with when do you see the stars? And he goes, oh, I see them during the day. And he was kind of, you know, one of those kids that was like always pushing my buttons. And I was like, come on. And I should have stopped. I, I should have stopped myself and asked like, oh, why do you think that? But of course, I was like, come on, really? And he's like, yeah, I see it. I see the stars during the day because that's when I go to the planetarium and I get to see the stars. And I'm like, yep. You're right, that's when you go see the stars during the day because in the city, it's really hard to see the stars at night. You see them a little bit here and there, but where you really see them is in the planetarium. So how many questions are like that on a test, people? Come on. Standardized testing, two thumbs down. Thank you for listening to my blabber. Um, I'm going to share some more blabber of me in the woods Hey, 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 do 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 I believe in you like a virgin, you're Madonna. Do da 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 da. da, da. Hey soul system Okay, I'm in the mountains <laughs> I'm always in the mountains. It's my medicine. I mean what do people do nowadays? Binge watch Netflix I don't know. That's somebody's medicine, but well, this is my medicine. It always has been. I don't ever recall as a child being indoors. Even in the coldest weather, we were outside all the time. I can remember my neighbor. They had a really steep hill. We were set off behind the road, up on a hill behind them. And her dad would literally ice down, or like hose, put water on the hill so that at night when it froze, we could slide down it it was like an, a massive ice luge so I remember just being frozen and going down that thing and being outside no matter what and so I'm glad I'm outside I told you it's my medicine um, let's see Just deal with the breathing. Some of these steeps are Our hills are kind of steep. I said that already, but... It's Sunday. Sundays are the long hikes. Typically, I think it's like five and a half miles. It takes about an hour and 45 minutes with minor breaks here and there. And... beautiful weather. It is about 40-something degrees for the middle of December. It's nice. It's foggy, but the way the sun's coming through the fog, it's beautiful. And it's rising. And the skies are blue once it passes through the fog. So it's going to be a beautiful December day. December 13th, 2020. I don't know what you're doing, if you're in your car, taking care of your baby, doing a puzzle. I know one of my listeners does a puzzle. Um, Doing housework, whatever it is that you're doing, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Oh Lord, shifting. That's a word that just came to mind, shifting or shift. If you've ever driven standard, people out there who are young and don't know this, there are cars where you literally change the gears. (laughs) You Press press the clutch. Change it from first to second gear. First, third, second to third, third to fourth. And if you have a fifth, a fifth. And reverse. And... If you do know how to drive standard, so fun, right? It's, it's actually, I think, it's a fun challenge, especially when you're on a hill. So in Providence, that hill right in front of RISD Beach on a snowy day is the true test of your standard driving skills. I'm not kidding. If you can't pass that test, you're fired. <laughs> but Shifting. So for cars, right, when you have a standard, you control when it goes to the next gear, whether you rev it up or bring it back down. Right now, I feel like I'm going through a shift. And I actually, I, I don't know, I think I've, I've been revving down. Like, I went down to like first gear for a little bit, and then second gear maybe I'm at third gear. I don't know. Or maybe I'm still at second. Maybe I went to third and came back to second. I don't know, but I think with automatic cars, it just happens. The engine or motor, I don't know, reads what it's supposed to do. And there's so many things that are automatic now. I mean, I have gone to bathrooms. And not flush the toilet and left the water running because... (laughs) I just have gone to so many bathrooms where you get up and the toilet flushes itself. Or you walk away from the sink and it stops. The water stops running. And I've literally been like, oh my god, I just left my pee in the toilet. Like, what? what? You know, or why is the... I'm sitting there and I'm standing there and I'm like, why is that water still running? It's because... I'm standing in front of it, and it'll stop when I walk away. So things are becoming so automatic. I think that we, I really truly think we need to be more conscious of controlling ourselves, our decisions, and not letting all these automatic things control us. The other day I was thinking about how I know three numbers. My number, barely. I don't even call myself. My old number, which one of the girls has. And then another number. I know three numbers. That's it. And if something happened to my phone, I'm sure there's probably some way that they could get all these numbers. But... I'm like, I'm not gonna call myself for help. Well, my dad thinks that he can give himself CPR if he needs to, to save himself, but... <laughs> like, what? I remember 20 years ago, when I was at school, I knew everybody's number, I knew my mom's number, I probably knew my sister's number, I knew all my friends' numbers, I knew my my old house number, actually I knew my old house number from when I grew up, our old business number, my aunt's number in Puerto Rico who I needed like, wow, when I had uh, a serious illness and, and I literally had to call my parents thousands of miles away. But now I don't know anybody's number. Things are too automatic. And there's a, a certain ease of life to that, right? There is a, um, a comfort that comes in removing some of your emotional, not emotional, but mental energy for things that you had in the past that you don't need to anymore because it's taken care of for you. But there's some people that we need to hold on to. You know, there's really some um, skills that we need to keep. And maybe it's not necessarily people's numbers, but we need to know how to not let life take over so much where we're running on autopilot. That we're conscious of our thoughts. Conscious of our decisions. And, and just be aware, you know. Maybe that's old. Is that old-fashioned? Does that mean I'm old? Does that mean I'm like an 80-year-old? Like, Does that mean I'm old? I don't think it means I'm old-fashioned. I think it's trying to hold on to a skill set that will be valuable, that will always be valuable. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I mean, I don't want to leave my pee in some toilet all the time. (laughs) That's weird. Like, is that what we're doing when we're on automatic pilot? Like just leaving our junk somewhere. Good morning. morning. How are you? Good. Have a good day. You too. See, I told you I'm hiking in the woods. I don't know. Like many says, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> I love that kid. I wish she was older so I could get her on the show. <clears throat> um, I'll just keep telling stories about her. <sighs> All right, people. Until then, accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Keep shining!